This segment of In the Field Radio is brought to you by Tattoo Shop Radio, Culture Shock, Wopter Music FM, powered by Zeno.fm, with additional monitoring through online radio box. How has quarantine been for you? I feel like because of what I do already, I'm a work-from-home kind of person. So I'm usually already an isolated person, but it kind of sucks not having that option to go anywhere. <laughs> so the transition hasn't been too bad. But sometimes it's like, it does get a little bit crazy because I'm like, damn, I really want to motherfucking go out and just walk in the thrift store and not buy some shit. Walk <laughs> out, go home and feel very satisfied. Right. You're so, supposed to be on tour right now. I know. Today would have been like the third date of tour. It's, it's so sad. I see the rescheduled dates. I was like, oh, he coming to Brooklyn. Bad. Oh, yeah, we're we going to be all over the place still. We just got to make sure that, you know, no one's going to be coughing in the fucking stands. We're not sure exactly what that's going to look like when we all do get back to the live performances, whether it's going to be limited capacity or with gloves. And that, that's interesting. Have you done any, um, like, virtual performances? No, nah, I haven't. I've been seeing a lot of people do these online things. But you know what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hold tight for all that. Like, I'm not I'm not in a rush to perform like i really want to perform but i don't want to do it virtually i just i like that you know in person shit as much as possible if it was like a jam session that's different like you know if you're like just jamming out you know what i'm saying with some people making music and you want to be live with that cool but i don't really want to perform for people over the internet you just released the um the album reaping the benefits reaping the benefits yeah. So dropping, um, reaping the benefits, was that a direct result of having to cancel the tour and being in quarantine and all that? Nah, I was already prepared to drop a project before um, all this quarantine stuff like really went crazy. So everything kind of was going according to plan. I was going to just drop it a little bit earlier. I would have been dropping it maybe two weeks ago instead of the day before we were supposed to leave mm -hmm. for tour. So it was uh, it was according to plan, definitely. He's actually super consistent with putting out albums. I was like, all right, I see albums since what 2014. There's been ten projects dropped. Yeah, I see. At, At least. least, yeah. I was like, that's not counting whatever's not on Apple Music from 2014 and now. I was like, it's at least two projects a year come out. Yeah, I try to I try to keep it like that. Like, um, I don't have that. I have an amazing fan base, but you know how it is. They're really selective on what type of stuff they want to promote endlessly, whether it's like the Drake or the Kendricks or the J. Cole. And I mean, I love all those artists, but they have the grace of not having to. I don't want to say be as creative, but I'm going to say be as creative year round. You know what I'm saying? Like. Niggas can go away for three years and be cashing out on the same same single they drop. Right. More than what I'm making after like two, three albums and shit like that. So they get the luxury of not having to, I guess, pressure themselves into doing so much. Unless, you know what I'm saying, you want to so-called remain at a certain statue. If you're like appreciative of what you got, then I guess you don't have to do as much. But yeah. I'm sure your fans appreciate you not leaving them hanging. They can depend on you. I mean, good thing is I love making music and I love dropping it. So, 
and all in all, it, it works out. It's a fair trade. I was listening to the album, and I was like, I, I was really vibing with it, but then I'm like, I am a woman. Like, I shouldn't like these songs at all. <laughs> I feel like they sound very anti, like, what I would want to be going on, I think. But I was still fucking with it. You're the dog. I was like, why do you like this? Like, this is <laughs> you. I feel like, you know, it's a more classy intellectual ratchet song you know what i'm saying it's like we all like that future shit we all like the like the wild shit but it's like this one is like basically some ho shit with your pinky up right <laughs> i like that I like, this is so wrong but it's so right you know so but no yeah that's exactly what i was going for just really classy ratchet shit i think Did you it. definitely accomplished that thank you thank you very much and the song should have cheated. Was that related to Keisha Cole's I should have cheated at all? Nah, my, I don't know why people were saying that. My boy said that, but nah, I just, uh, It was I like was the just, male uh, version. Actually, that's the, last song, that's the last song I put on the album. I made that maybe like literally seven days before the album came out. And um, I was just like, during quarantine, that was the only song that kind of really came during this quarantine that I put on this project. All the other songs I'm saving. But um, this song, I was just drunk with my like one of my best friends, and then I just pulled up the Pro Tools and just like freestyled the hook, and then I was like, "Fuck it, lay a verse down, dog, get on the album." And then he laid a verse down, and then I sent it to my other homie from high school, and I was like, "Fuck it, lay a verse down." And then yeah, just went ahead and made a little masterpiece to my bros from back home. Where's home? Where are you from? Like DC, Maryland though, you know, DC, Maryland, Virginia. Prince George County, little baby. Yeah, I lived overseas, so I was uh, almost 11 years old. Thailand, Singapore, military brat. Yeah. Deborah loves the military. <laughs> she said, dang. <laughs> How did being around all those different cultures influence you and your music? I feel like it's just in there, you know? Like, I, it's just the reason why it is so, like, like I can hop from this sound to this sound by being the same artist but also sounding very different but also still keeping that base where it's not like you're not being weird you know what i'm saying like some artists do this weird shit and i'm like dog this sounds trash <laughs> well somebody will like it i don't i don't operate i'm like i need to make sure it's leaving the studio we like it so but um i think the cultures definitely help me blend everything in together you know what i'm saying it's like i still sound like the same artist but i could do so many different types of things or I could just stick with the same thing and I feel like the coaches helped me mix that in really well. Talk about linking with AK the Savior, speaking about Brooklyn, for Change That Back. Well, yeah, that's my boy. Underachievers are my guys. Like, uh, five years ago, they put me on. I went on their fourth, uh, I went on my first tour with them on their first tour. It was me, Denzel Curry, and Underachievers, and that's how Denzel Curry got to where he was, and Underachievers got to where they were. That's how I got to where I was. But um, you know, those have been like my brothers ever since. Like I'm not I'm not fond of making too many friends in a game, like just off of clout. Like they're actually good friends of mine. Like we don't have to make music. Obviously we've only made one song, so all the other hundred times we've chilled, we just be smoking shit. So Did you guys actually do that song in the studio? No, yeah, we did it together. That's awesome. What was that vibe like? It was just like this regular homie shit you know it's just like play a beat smoke a blunt we doing this all right we doing it and it just happened like a couple hours it was a track actually funny story he had to uh rewrite he had to um he spit his verse but he was drunk as shit 
And then he had to come back the next day and resubmit it. <laughs> Funny story about that. What was your uh, favorite memory from the video shoot? Uh, me and him, when we were when they were doing like the blinky light part where we're in like those uh, suits, we we're just getting really faded because it was fucking up our eyes to the point like the last thirty minutes of the music video, we we're definitely blind. Like, we we're just like walking stoners, like we couldn't see anything else. Like on the ride home, I was like, "Yo, I can't see shit because the light was just blinking for forever." <laughs> it was, like crazy. How long ago did you guys make that video? Because it has like a very right now feel to it. Man, last week of January or first week of uh, February or third week of February. In between that, in between, and somewhere in February, like middle of February area. Did that you said right now feel because the damn white suits. Well, and it's dark too. It's got like oh, yeah. vibe like to it. So I was watching this and I was like, did Corona influence this or was this like, could they tell the future? I'm trying not to let Corona influence shit. Yeah, get it. It's not a good influence. Yeah, no, that's good. Like it's there. It's like be wary of it, but like I'm not dropping music because of Corona. Like I'm not trying to let Corona, you know, get in the way of too much. It's there, I'm mindful of it, but I'm not trying to, you know, do too many gimmicks in this stage. Oh, your visuals, all the visuals is crazy. From the prehistoric brand, wow, like, who, you been having all those ideas in your head? I, um, I just think it's some wild shit, and I'll just send it to my artists, like the album, like Chimera Act. I was like, hey, I want this lady giving birth, and I want the doctor pulling a baby, baby. out, so holding the baby up, and then everyone bidding on the baby. And then I want everyone in the crowd to just be like different people from Donald Trump. Like I literally wrote it out. Just he's just my art. I gotta still give it to my artist for just creating this shit spot on. He brings it to life at just as much as I'm saying it. If not, like I'm like, wow, like the things I say to him, he'll really bring to life way better than I imagined it. So now I feel like the art consistently gets better because I know that I need to describe everything in a, a weird way because he'll catch on to it in a weird way. Like, I, I can't give you an example, but I'll say the weirdest metaphor and he'll understand it and it'll be like a shading of something. I'll be like, I need that frogger shading mixed with a laminate of like, so I'll just say some wild shit and he'll be like, like this. And I'll be like, damn, you know, what the fuck you doing? Wow. But yeah, like I spend a lot on the art because when I was growing up in Thailand, like we didn't have BT, obviously. We had MTV, we still had rap music, but it was just like shared, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a straight, just African-American music channel. So it was like, I had to go through rock and then the rap segments and then the R&B segments and all that stuff. Um, but the things about what I would like go towards when I was younger, like my favorite projects when I was younger, like, the Lincoln Park, uh, Don't Kill Me, but the, uh, the Theory album. The Gorillas are my favorite band, Clint Eastwood. It's a cartoon cover. I was a kid. I didn't know shit, but cartoons, that's tight. Buy that one. Um, fucking, and the Lincoln Park joint was a big ass robot with a bunch of, it looked like a big ass Gundam. I'm like, that looks tight. Boom. So I'm like, and then all, but basically I'm just saying a lot of the shit that I was into, I was attracted to by the fucking artwork. Like I listened to Corn because they were kids doing hopscotch on the fucking cover, like in, in sick ass cartoon. And then you like hear Corn and it's like, it's like the wildest music. But it's, <laughs> I was attracted by the shit just simply from the cover. And that's why I put everything into my artwork because you might not even be into rap but you're gonna be into my mind and you wanna dive deep into why the fuck I'm so 
different from everybody else. Like you just automatically see like, oh, this motherfucker's like doing something way different. His merch is way different. Like his branding is way different. His consistency is way different. They're more attracted to that than they are the rap. Like I feel like I have more quality fans than I have rap fans. People just like the quality of what I'm doing more than they just like the genre that I'm in. Right. Yeah, that was exciting for me. I was like, I wonder if he got anything to do with this. Yeah, that's a major part. Ain't no label down. I mean, I'm 29. Like, you know, no label down. My folks telling me what to do. So, did he do the album cover for Reaping the Benefits? Uh, nah. The Reaping the Benefits cover. Uh, I just was like, yo, because I had a, I did this prehistoric till death cover, and my homegirl Kristen played my wife in it, and I was like, I just want to have the Grim Reaper marrying this girl. So I set up this fake wedding. We took the picture. It was the album cover. It came out amazing. The back cover is super fire. Um, and then I did it again with this project I did with Southside um, 808 Mafia called Grim Meets Evil. And it's like we're outside of a house. I'm wearing the Grim Reaper outfit. And it's the same girl, Kristen, on the shit. And then we're waving hello. And then she's like serving me drinks at the head. So then I went away and did a bunch of art covers for like a bunch of shit. And then now I'm trying to like come back with more of the like the still pictures with the reapers so it's basically like me just like taking my wife on a date and we're in like the gondola out on like the long beach river having wine with each other and shit like that we just took it on a polaroid but it looks so cool that was taken on a polaroid yeah i just try to go hard with the costumes like trying to make cheap costumes look so goddamn real (laughs) talk about using the grim reaper imagery um, i just use him because he's he's got a bad name like not a lot of people really know what he's associated with he's got all these powers and stuff like that but you know people just are scared of the death imagery so they associate the grim reaper with you know negativity when he's not out here like murdering niggas just nothing like that like he could he definitely can because of what he is and his responsibility but he's taking the steps that he needs to take and he's on his path, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, I just want to be compared to something like that. It's like, I have all these powers, but I'm still taking the steps I need to take. And people just think I'm from here. Like people don't really know where I was raised. People don't know how I was raised or what I'm doing. So the misconception of just me being from LA when people don't know I'm from LA or me being from Maryland and they not even knowing about the past is like I just feel like the misconception of the ZZ is like no one really fucking knows who he is. So no one thinks I'm evil and walking around with a big ass knife being there, but you know. Follow the leader cover like the, for the tour. We got the Reaper. We got Malcolm, Martin Luther King. Was there like a message? Yeah, it was just a statement. It was just like not to be on some like I'm not up. I, I don't never feel like I'm up there with the greats. But it's just like, I feel like what I'm talking about in my music and what I represent once you dive into me is powerful in itself. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I want people to know that it's like, if you want to, there's a lot of message and a lot of meaning in my life. And I'm still young and there's so much more to come. And it's going to come. And eventually a lot of people, this is going to be in everybody's faces because everyone's going to need a break from just, just, just music that really don't have a start or a finish it's just like fun music you know what i'm saying it really can't get you through the day can't get you through the times it's not really hey what are the three albums what are the three songs you need 
you're stranded on an island for the rest of your life. About 95% of the music we're hearing today would definitely not be included if I was stranded on a fucking island for the rest of my life. I wouldn't even be a part of this generation. I would not choose music from this generation, unfortunately. But you know what I'm saying? I just uh, I just see myself as somebody that has something to say. We all have something to say, but it's much deeper than people think. I was pleasantly surprised. Thank you. What producers like working with? Like, do you just get music from wherever? <laughs> the majority of uh, the producers on this project, um, Holy Beats produced most of my latest project, but Mills, Douglas, um, and Kamandi have been producing for me for like many years. I probably only have about five songs outside of them, outside of Holy Beats, outside of Holy Beats, Mills, Kamandi. I probably only have about five tracks out of the past five years that I haven't done with them. Cause I just like, I try to do shit like really in house. And I just, I just think moving with the crew and building that chemistry is just dope. But I'm not opposed to work with other artists. I'm not opposed to working with other producers. It's just hasn't happened in a way that works best for me. And the experiences I have of working with new producers is always fucking 50. It's always 50-50. It's always a nigga needing something right now or he doesn't understand how the business works or it's just like, you know, a lot to deal with. And what can we expect next from you? I'm going to definitely drop another album this year, but I'm going to chill out for a while. I'm going to just focus on some music videos. I got some other projects that I'm working on, um, but not uh, like outside of music. So I'm just trying to get everything together. I just realized I'm at this point where I have all these ideas and anytime I speak about them out loud, it seems interesting. So I need to start putting them on paper and doing that. I've done enough music, I feel like, for everybody. And I already have the next project done, which is fucking insane. So I'm just about to chill on it and, you know, figure out the best way to release it and the best time to release it. Wow. And I'm not a music junkie. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm the person who's in the studio all the time. Surprisingly, I'm in the studio the least. This is like a huge output and on top of that you have this whole artistic like, you know, art aspect that has to go with it that you're responsible for and just yeah, I do all this easily. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because like, I really just always, for the past like seven, six years of my life, I just thought all this was natural. I didn't know niggas was out here handicapped like for real. <laughs> wow. Like, Y'all need to select y'all stars better because there's people out here who just do this shit because they do this shit and it's in their blood. Y'all niggas got people out here to find women and just disrespecting the world and all types of wild shit. It's like niggas need to know how to choose shit better. Mm. So it's like, no, that's the people, but it's like, y'all need y'all choosing y'all stars and making them. I'm not because I'm not listening to them. So it's just like, no offense to nobody. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to be nobody friends. And my fan base loves me. So, and understands where I come from and respect what I feel, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not an artist trying to target people and make them happy. It's like, yeah. dude, I'm just a dope person and I'm in my world. I play video games, I love anime, and I want everybody to be happy. If that sounds like you want to fuck up with me, then come through. If you don't, you know what I'm saying? I've I've fought a lot of battles, and I know that's not one that it's worth fighting for. Yo, can you on Twitch? I should. You do? <laughs> yeah, I be on Twitch 
I watch people. I haven't like started streaming yet. Everyone tells me I should because, I, and I know I should. Like a lot of my original fan base came from anime and video games because they're like, damn, this dude's making music that could be on the radio, but also is very in tune with this culture. Like people could play video games and. Oh my God, the anime culture is getting raped right now. I'm sorry to say that word, but it's like <laughs> people are just like, oh my, like I'm not mad. I don't own anime. No one owns anime. I'm happy people watching anime, but I'm just like, oh, like, dude, like it's just, it's such a, a dope culture. It's like care about it a little bit more, like learn about other things about it, learn about the writer's lives and stuff like that. It's just, but it's the thing that I care about and not, but yeah, that's, that's another thing. I don't, I don't want to get too deep into that because I am passionate about it, but that's where I started. Like that's where my first fan base came from. It's because I'm passionate about that type of stuff. No, I understand. I'm passionate about rock bands. Like I saw everybody wearing like band t-shirts and I'm like, that was never a t-shirt that was released. That's not no, the I can, And I can respect that. I can respect that too. Cause that's some shit I would be saying like, if like, I mean, I don't have a girl, but if I was like walking with my girlfriend, I'd be like, look at that fake ass band I'm not even trying to be an asshole I'm just like man if only he knew you know for, yeah, like, you for 25 extra dollars he could get an official one and it would feel so much more better in real like I want to be the ambassador of band teach. <laughs> like that's how I feel you know what I'm saying like I'm the fucking ambassador of anime and shit like please take care of this I love it. All right, when you have a Twitch, make sure you let us know. It's uh, my Twitch is a slash ph till death. Yeah, yeah so it's just like my merch website, phtilldeath.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for giving us the interview. Thank you, ladies, very much. And for providing us a dope album. I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of a breath of thank fresh you. air. Thank you. That's that's what I like to hear. But you know, I don't know. It's getting me in trouble. So, huh? I said it's getting me in trouble. I like this so much. What you out there doing? Nah, you just oh, look. I feel like this is the thing. Like music should be an escape. Like let 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 these niggas be hoes and these women be bitches and all wild shit while you at home doing your work. <laughs> like, that's, that's so that's perfect. What music, that's what music is for. You got to look at it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it don't always have to be you. It's just like, damn, this is this is a crazy story. You know what I'm saying? This is wow. He living his life reckless. But it's cool how he can make it rhyme. That's how I look at shit sometimes. Hey, are you thinking about starting your own podcast? Well, you can stop overthinking it because the hardest part is actually getting started. And that's where Buzzsprout comes in. Buzzsprout makes it easy to launch your podcast and has already helped over 100,000 people just like you start and grow their own podcast. With Buzzsprout, you can have your show listed on all major platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players you can embed on other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Stop waiting. Start your own podcast today and get a $20 Amazon gift card. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes below. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you and it helps support our show.